Well, for example, let's just take the normal thing that you see probably, you know, in your practice. Okay, here's Sabrina, and here's a list of what she knows, what she did. Here's where she went to school. Here's her board certifications, all of that kind of stuff. What LinkedIn gives you the ability to do is sell the emotional side of you. Okay, so what I just described was the IQ side of Sabrina, right? And so if we look at the difference between a resume and a LinkedIn profile, a resume is really a black and white photo. It's two-dimensional. And what a LinkedIn profile allows you to do, it's an oil portrait. And so when you do an oil portrait, it can be realistic, you know, it can be romantic, it can be Baroque. So LinkedIn has all of these uh, abilities for you to uh, merchandise and say emotionally what you bring to the table. You may be looking to attract more patients to your clinic. You may be aspiring for a promotion in your existing healthcare organization. You may be discovering a new path to expand your own private practice. In any case, you need a rock star professional profile. Joseph Frankie III talks about how you can tailor fit your LinkedIn profile to land the opportunity that you seek. Join us in this episode to learn the key elements in creating the best representation of yourself online. This is the podcast where ambitious and busy healthcare leaders come to build peak performance. If your play is always full, this show will help you to gain a day every week and increase revenue at least $10,000 per month. I'm your host, Sabrina Rombach, a cardiothoracic surgery PA and expert in neuroscience, psychology, and public health. Five years ago, I was in your shoes, working 80 plus hours per week, putting out fires every day, and my to-do list never ended. If that's the way you're working now, you know this is not sustainable. I'm here to tell you there is a better way. I knew I had to get my life back, so I dived deep into the researches of mental fitness and productivity. After implementing the right strategies, I cut my clinical hours by 30% and increased my profit by 50%. This podcast contains stories of how I did it and how other healthcare experts are doing it too. Together, we will share with you how to get your life back. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. Hello, hello everyone. This is Sabrina. Nice to see you guys. And uh, thank you for being here for another amazing episode of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. And today we have another exciting speaker here with us. He is Mr. Joe Frankie III. He's an author, a speaker, has been an expert in helping the executives uh, to become the expert using LinkedIn to represent yourself. So can't wait to hear more from Joe. Please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, Sabrina. Glad to uh, finally meet you uh, here. You know, Sabrina's got uh, a lot of great people going through, and uh, I think we almost talked about eight or nine months ago, <laughs> but it's good to be here. So anyway, I'm Joe Frankie III. I uh, grew up in uh, South Texas, 
a month after I graduated from high school, I was at the U.S. Military Academy. And 34 years later, I came out of the uh, Army and went into the private sector. In the private sector, I did project management, put uh, various deals together, helped found a knowledge transfer company, uh, how to bank operational knowledge of subject matter experts using a YouTube-like platform, got in the executive search business. And that is where I saw that a lot of people just are under-merchandised. In other words, you know, I could see that they bring so much to the table, but it wasn't out there on their LinkedIn profile and consequently it didn't make it into their resume. And so I noticed the same thing with military people and I'd work with them for years and years after I got out of the military. And uh, so I started helping people do um, touch-ups or improvements on their LinkedIn profile. And then so the word got out and I started getting phone calls at night and early in the morning and that kind of stuff. And my wife finally said, either go back to your day job or find a way to make a business. And she said, by the way, I'm listening to you talk to these people and you sound like you're talking to officers and uh, non-commissioned officers that you did your entire career in the military, just help them get from where they are to the next point, you know? And so that's what I do most. I say the bulk of my uh, work is I help 40 plus year olds figure out what's next. Which is amazing because people from military, they devoted so much of their life. And some of them, even one of my best friend's husband is in the Navy and he's looking for transition into become a commercial pilot. But due to COVID, then that need to put on a little hold, right? And then people start thinking about what else it could be. And one of my other friends who's uh, had been living abroad for many years and now is coming back to the U.S. is the same thing, right? Like, how do you step into another phase of the world, no longer in that structured military life? And then really the, the military life is very similar to, I would say, in healthcare in general, where wow. all our listeners in this platform is when you get to a certain level of leadership, certain level of roles, and especially for those who are owning their own private practice in dental, chiral, and medical, and you have a certain responsibility and people have to put themselves into a regiment. Otherwise, we get so disrupted and then can't really get anywhere, right? So as we are thinking about who we are to the outside world, LinkedIn is a great way to optimize that and to put ourselves into a place to really show people it doesn't matter if I'm in the place of transitioning or I'm someone who has the great knowledge to share. I want people to look at my profile, just be so clear at it. And so how did you start figuring out what's the best practice for those people? So it depends on where you are in life, okay, and where you want to go. So uh, I've ended up uh, coaching and assisting 15-year-olds that are trying to get into extremely competitive high school, and they used a LinkedIn profile to take all the information that you would normally put on page after page after page of the forms you give you. Why not not embed it in a LinkedIn profile, you know, once for a number of things that are are going to be uh, used? Secondly, it's a good thing to get in the habit early because uh, that is going to be at least the platform of 
choice um, for the foreseeable future because it's owned by Microsoft. It'll never be short any money to bring on a new idea. Right, exactly. And of course, many people who are listening to this are not in the beginning phase as they're building up like the high schoolers, right? And there could be a few that are in transition of their career. They graduated or they've been working for a few years and they're ready for the next big leap, right? The next role, next jump. So how can these people, what are the things that they should be putting into their profile? Uh, I always ask somebody before we start, I said, look, where are you now? Can you define that? And almost anybody can say, this is where I'm at right now. And then you ask them, where do you want to go? I mean, you know, define the end state. What what do you want to do? And so if they can define the end state, then there's a way to build a LinkedIn bridge to get them from where they're at to where they want to go. And so it requires some engineering. And for the most part, I'm just kind of a LinkedIn architect. You know, they have to engineer because if I was going to help you, there's nobody that knows more about Sabrina than Sabrina. It's all about getting what Sabrina brings to the table that's important associated with what she wants to achieve, right? And that could go either way. So I have people that call and say, hey, Joe, I'm I'm out of work. I'm looking to get, you know, I got to get employed. Okay. There's people that are in work, right? They don't like what they're at. They know they want to do something else. And, you know, they just want another opportunity. Some people want to change uh, sectors. So I'm working with a lot of engineers in the oil and gas industry that want to go into aeronautical and uh, mechanical, you know, just because the nature of the industry and, you know, what it's going through right now. Some people are, hey, Joe, I've got this entrepreneur side and I want to start, you know, ramping up what I'm doing about that. Some people want to get promoted in their own company, right? So one of the ways to do that is make sure, you know, you can um, articulate what you bring to the table. In the end of things, you know, if you can't measure your production, Right. Because we're all great gals and we're great guys. But you have to be able to qualitatively and quantitatively say, okay, what did you do for your team? What did you do in your particular section? You know, what what are you doing? I think one of the things my son is always uh, very thankful for is I forced him when he first got, you know, employed. I said, you know, you need you're going to give me a briefing once a week kind of like a three by five card. What are the three things you learn? What are the three things you want to learn? And what improvement, what, uh, you know, how did you save money, make money? You know, and he thought, oh, this is onerous. What am I going to do? And so when he had his first review session, what happened was, you know, the the boss says, hey, I don't, I haven't had anybody that come in here and, you know, organize and tell me what you want to learn and all of that kind of stuff. And they were really sensitive to helping him achieve achieve all that stuff. Right. That's such a great point is if we already be so clear on the aim that we have, then it's easier for a mentor, a guide, a boss to help you get to that end point. And if we don't really know what is that thing that we wanted, then yes, we're going to be a little perfect machine just cranking up the same thing over and over again. And then you wonder, how come my life feels stuck? 
how come I'm not getting anywhere? Because you haven't even known where you wanted to go yet. So great point for people who are wanting to get promotion. What are the things that you did so well that it already highlight your ability to get to the next phase and already know what that next role required yeah, of you? Absolutely. So you reverse engineer that for your profile. When people land on your profile, you already know versus the entrepreneur as what Joe's saying, that could be you just need to get your position right. Like, why are people needed to attract it to your business, your goal, your product, uh, whether it's a new healthcare product that you developed as a clinician, or you just have a practice that you need a, so loving to serve a certain group of people, but why that group of people? What's the big result you're giving them? If that's not clear, then we just seem like another practitioner next door. It's no special right? Like oh, we need to show our individuality as we continue to move forward. Uh, and then with that three question, that's great. I do that a lot with my client too, which I even built a hundred thousand K brief. And that really means everyone's week should worth that much, right? We are worth so much more than what you think we are. But how do you get Absolutely. there? You have to ask yourself some of the tough questions and block out the things that's absolutely new, no to you, and it feel good about when you say no. Right, you know it's a, it's all about choice, right? And it's knowing what to choose and what to what to focus on. So really, when you build yourself a, a really good profile, what you're doing is you're building your brand. You're building the the brand of Sabrina. You're building the brand of Sabrina's practice. You're building the brand of Sabrina's office. All of that, all you know, adds uh, together. And so that's why I think, uh, you know, really working on your LinkedIn profile, understand how that, how LinkedIn works, you know, allows you to build a good foundation. If you have a good foundation, you can build it as vertically as you want it. But, you know, the foundation is important. In any profile that you create, you need to be clear on what you want. You have to define what your end goals is. This will allow people to see what direction you wish to pursue. Moreover, you are the only one who can perfectly describe yourself. You need to highlight the things that are related to your goal. In addition, focus on describing the experiences that shaped you to your current state. This will allow those who are reading your profile to see your qualifications for the road that you are seeking clearly. If you're enjoying our conversation, please share this episode with friends and colleagues who will also enjoy this episode. They will appreciate you for thinking of their growth. Now, let's get back to the rest of our show. Many linking experts I had a on here has talked about getting the right banner, getting the right statement under your name, not just all your 10,000 title, right? Because again, <laughs> if another person have the same title, so what, right? S putting that as your problem solving statement and make a sure and your about me session, talk as, uh, as you are talking to another patient, uh, you not using a third person perspective, yeah, right? Totally. Adding 
actor links in. So what else do you see as, let's just say for healthcare professional who are rising up as leaders, what are some things that they can do not only to optimize their profile, but able to really show as their very unique individual? Well, for example, let's just take the normal thing that you see probably, you know, in your practice. Okay, here's Sabrina, and here's a list of what she knows, what she did. Here's where she went to school. Here's her board certifications, all of that kind of stuff. What LinkedIn gives you the ability to do is sell the emotional side of you. Okay, so what I just described was the IQ side of Sabrina, right? And so if we look at the difference between a resume and a LinkedIn profile, a resume is really a black and white photo. It's two-dimensional. And what a LinkedIn profile allows you to do, it's an oil portrait. And so when you do an oil portrait, it can be realistic. You know, it can be romantic. It can be Baroque. So LinkedIn has all of these uh, abilities for you to uh, merchandise and say emotionally what you bring to the table. What is uh, Sabrina's uh, hot rock as far as volunteering? You know, uh, I could tell that, you know, on on your profile, then one of the hot rocks would be, hey, this podcast. I mean, you can see that, uh, you know, you like doing it. You know, you're charged up, you're ready to go and those kind of things. So the resume doesn't allow you to talk about what you volunteer at. It doesn't it doesn't give you the ability to say, hey, when I went to college, I worked my way through college. And oh, by the way, I took these key instructions under professor so-and-so-and-so-and-so. So you're able to tell story after story, little stories, and then, you know, even bigger stories to support what's important to you. So LinkedIn's kind of like uh, the Wall Street Journal. Most people use LinkedIn like the uh, above the fold of the front page of the Wall Street Journal. You know, it's just kind of list. I'm, I'm here, you know, uh, this is what I do and all that kind of stuff. And that's not bad. I mean, it's just that there's so much more power out there. So how does the Wall Street Journal work? It says, okay, here's what Sabrina is doing today. If you want to know more, go to page nine. You know, here's what Joe's doing today. Hey, if you want to know more, go to page 11. So LinkedIn has these entire back pages where you can sew story after story about what you bring to the table. And they're really in the accomplishments section. In the accomplishments section, you have organizations. You know, are you a torchbearer for your organization or are you a candle bearer? And I'm a candle bearer for some organizations and I'm a torchbearer for others. But my point is, you can articulate, you know, those organizations and which are more important to you or what have you. You've also got publications. If you're in the medical community, you know, you're writing articles, you're commenting, all these kind of things. So uh, you can describe the publication, who worked on it with you, why it's important. You got up to 2,000 characters. And then projects is what I really call the story section. That's where you amplify the things that are important to you in your experience section and uh, just tell a 2,000-character story about who, what, when, where, and why, and what, what the significance was. You know, you made money, you saved this person, you know, whatever that story is. In the end, if you want to have LinkedIn work for you, realize that you're in a content war with your peers. 
you're in a noun and verb war with your peers. And so the person that has the most nouns and verbs are properly articulated into sentences, sentences into paragraph stories, they kind of go to the front of the bus. And if you just kind of want to leave your above the fold uh, LinkedIn profile where you just got some stuff on there, then understand that you're going to the back of the bus. Do you see? Yeah. So do you see that's the reason when people create more contents, more posts, more articles, that's when their stuff are being spread to even more of their follower, even though they have a big follower, if they don't produce enough content, every time they send out or post something, not that many people got viewed. That's true. And if, if I knew uh, how the algorithm worked today, I'd be in the Bahamas. You know, so the al- algorithm morphs to a great extent, you know, depending on what they're trying to kind of push, you know, pull, those kind of things. But in the end, if somebody comes to your LinkedIn profile, you know, basically as a professional, you want to feed them everything that they possibly might want to know about you so that they don't go someplace else. So I'm in the executive uh, search business, right? So, you know, I'll put 10 words up at the top of uh, LinkedIn and I'll get the first 400 and I'll work the 40 down to about seven. I'll run that search again by varying the, the things and I'll go through that iteration. But let's face it, if you don't come up in the top 40 of those 400, I mean, you're there, but are you relevant? Exactly. That's the thing is um, by when we search for these keywords and these titles, are you going to be the one who's coming up? Uh, if you're not, then even within your connections, usually you only see 100 people at a time. So we do need to refine our search even could be down to the cities. And I'm in Houston, so I'm connected to thousands of people in Houston. So if I needed to find someone in that specific requirement that I want to connect to, I might have to really go put in more things in my search engine and not just really miss out on a lot of people that could be amazing to have a conversation with. And at at the end of the day, uh, as what Joe is saying is, Number one step is your profile. Number two is producing content. And we also know a lot of people don't really like to write and create things. But if you're a good speaker like me, I do lives. And then I have copywriters. I have a team to turn these into blogs, into little teasers. You can leverage other people's resources by just talk to people, see who can help you. Find these assistants uh, virtually that really cut down the cost. So you can be in the next level of leader as how you are supposed to represent yourself because we don't want it to be the best kept secret. LinkedIn has sections to perfectly describe yourself, which you cannot include in a resume. For example, you can include your publications, volunteer work, patents, books, and many more. You can tell your whole story without limiting yourself to several pages. You can feed in essential documentations so the readers reviewing your profile can know more about your endeavors. Bottom line, it allows you to bring in all the elements to represent yourself. 
You know, I I have that uh, conversation with some people. I said, well, I don't want it out there. And I said, well, I mean, you know, that that's a personal choice. So I, I, I guess, are you, you going to take it to the grave with you? I mean, do you want it to work for you? Or do you want it to be used kind of when we're saying the last words over you? Exactly. It's not about waiting for that perfect stage of your life, waiting for the best time. Is that I'm enjoying it now. I'm seeing it now. I believe this now. Whoever is connecting to me right now will continue to walk toward me because this world has too many people. We are not meant to know everyone, help everyone, achieve everything. We're only meant to achieve the greatest at our top potential with specific thing that make us an expert, that make us someone who can produce this impact. And it's hard to be an expert in everything. And that's why um, we're here, right? To summarize, you are selling yourself when you create a professional LinkedIn profile. You also want your readers to know that you have a clear direction and a goal. LinkedIn has sections where you can put supporting elements to your professional experiences. You want to attract more people, so it's only fitting to make it presentable. If you don't have the skills to make it attractive or simply don't have the time, you can hire specialists like Joseph to do it for you. There are also virtual assistants that you can take advantage of that are experts in creating professional content. And for all my speakers, Joe, we know that we ask the speakers to take a really quick life assessment. And Joe has great things that he pointed out. So as we're sharing this, Joe, what did you thought about when you took the assessment? I just thought, well, this is really uh, interesting. You know, it was kind of uh, an introspective uh, uh, look, you know, and I thought, well, you know, is this worth my time? And and it was because you kind of get a, you know, you think you know who you are, but, you know, the nice thing about assessments is they bring out the edges that you can't see. It's like looking at the back of your head. <laughs> you need a mirror. <laughs> That's awesome. So now looking at the result, anything surprising to you? Anything that you would do differently in your life right now? Yes, I'm going to try to be more open and try to learn more things. And I always tell people, I you know, because I end up dealing with people that, uh, you know, are, are retired that want to get back in the game. And they say, well, Joe, can you introduce me to some people? And I say, well, you know, first you need a LinkedIn profile. And then they go, what's that? <laughs> and we worked through that. And um, I had some pretty good luck with people getting back in the game. But what they did was they art- articulated what they were an expert in. This one individual was about 84 years old and he wanted back in the game. But he was an expert at solving problems with ERP systems that interface with SAP. And uh, this one company was just, uh, you know, just bleeding money, you know, and had that problem, you know. But once he put this in his profile, I mean, he got contacted, and, you know, and uh, he was upset because he got a contract as opposed to uh, employment. And I said, hey, go over there, make them money, save them money, you know, and all they care, you know, a company cares about is if you're producing and bringing in 
over five times, uh, you know, what they're paying you, then, you know, they're going to keep you forever. Exactly. So that goes by even the people who are, maybe you feel like you're, you're needed to gain some type of freedom, step away from your own practice or stepping away from that big hospital system, right? Corporate America that you always been, what's the next phase that you're looking at? Then you can think about how do I reboot, right? Re putting a fresh pain for myself. Mm -hmm. And then linking is the first step because it's a professional work and I social media instead of Facebook gets a little crazier with a lot of groups and then the fee is uh, also organized differently right i think also is knowing where all your people yeah. are looking at maybe they are on facebook maybe they are all on linkedin and maybe they are on instagram or maybe on twitter so knowing where these things are important yeah. but at the end of the day if people search your name one of the first thing will pop up is your linkedin so at least have a basic profile that look cohesive and people can read up about what you uh who you are and what you are really about and passionate and driving forward so thank you so much for sharing that i know you have um we can talk about this so much more right about linkedin and we haven't even um discussed how to do better outreach with all the a network that you have created either people adding you or you reach out to other people right. Um, and that's a whole another topic on how yes. we elevate <laughs> ourselves use that platform. But for people who wanted to learn more about optimizing themselves, being the better executive or the better leader, entrepreneur, how would they find you? They can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Frankie the Third. Also, um, my email address is Joseph Frankie at gmail .com. and. Uh, my uh, website where I've got a lot of uh, tools and um, recommendations is jfiiiassociates.com. That's JF3, but three is done with triple I's, associates.com. Awesome. Amazing. Thanks everyone for joining us today. And now we know there are so many things you can be doing and you choose us. So we appreciate you. We'd love to hear your feedback. Please leave a comment at wherever you're watching this, hearing this on iTunes or in LinkedIn or YouTube. And we would love to hear how we can continue to support you and answer your questions until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Odds are, if you're like me, who just want to get to the bottom, find out what's going on in your private practice, then I invite you to book a complimentary diagnostic consultation call with me. You can check my availability at sabrinarumback.com forward slash blueprint to find out a time that works for you. This is especially beneficial for you if you have an established clinic but now feel drained or unable to live up to your full potential. She really gets the conversation. She understands she's an incredible listener. We were talking about worthiness and she really understands the concept of it, how it affects people in their businesses, in their clinics, in, in their daily life, in their relationships. So I just want to encourage you to jump on board and start listening to this woman because she has so much insight and wisdom that you don't want to miss out. Take an opportunity to meet with and talk with Sabrina. She's just a wealth of information and powerful results. 
and it, it for myself just to be able to reflect and see what she's created by her forms and processes is amazing i can't uh, emphasize enough it's time well spent and uh, money well invested and so take the time invest in yourself my experience is really really unique everything i've learned and she's taught has been applied at different levels and portions of my life and i feel like i can continue to um, grow and develop these skills in the future. So I was able to do the one-on-ones as well as the group sessions with Sabrina and both had some really impactful things to teach me. There were a lot of things in there. I look at the chart of the desire zone because I was taking on too many things. I was doing too many things outside of my desire zone and that allowed me to hone things back into the direction where they should be. What were some other things that we, our first call that we ever had, there was a quote that you made, you gave me from the Dalai Lama. And these are simple things I did, but it was by gratitude. And it hit me at that time because I'd forgotten to be grateful about what has been built. You know, everybody around me that sees what we're doing or you know sees what I'm doing here, my peers and colleagues, they're very grateful for what I've been doing. They're like, oh, this is great. You know, we'd love to be in the position that I'm in and I forget that, but I forgot it. Don't you agree? If you don't allow a pair of unbiased eyes to take a look, you will never know what you don't know. This is your chance to get time back and be a peak performing healthcare leader again.